Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about everyone that's going to be coming up on Disney Plus in October, sharing our thoughts on what we're looking forward to. We're going to be talking about what's going on with Hulu and a potential merger with Disney Plus. Also, be talking about D23 Expo and some of this week's um, new releases. So a quick bit of housekeeping before we go on, if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button here on YouTube to keep up with the latest videos. You can also subscribe to the audio platform as well, Spotify, um, Amazon, etc. And obviously, well, go check us out over at what's on at DisneyPlus.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, etc. Right, so we're back. We're back in we're back in our normal spots. Our last podcast, we were actually on a couch um talking in person, which was kind of it was quite strange after a weekend together at um D23. It was a lot of fun. Um, my feet are still full of blisters. Um, I'm still getting over a jet lag because it took takes a few days to get over it. But yeah, we're back. I mean, what a what a weekend. <laughs> that was a there was a lot going on last weekend. So. There was a lot. It's been funny, really, because I, I I wanted to bring this up before we kind of jump into um, the October list. Was it's amazing how um, a lot of people like I was there, and you know we were all doing all this stuff, and it was like for me it was a it was packed full of stuff. Just I was just busy from waking up to going to bed, just constantly doing stuff. This constant news, constant stuff coming around. But the general reaction seems to be, oh, they didn't announce anything. There was nothing new. And it's like, for those people that maybe weren't at the event, it felt a bit lackluster. When when you were in the panels and stuff, you were being, you were seeing new clips, we were seeing all the slim. So it was a very much like, um, like being there and not being there. Because I think a lot of people were trying, were hoping that there was going to be big announcements, big announcements, big announcements, big announcements. And I can't help but feel like this was very much a case of, this is what we're focusing on for the next two years. This is what we got all the movies, all the series that are coming out over the next two years. We're focusing on on this. We're not going too far and beyond. And I think that's probably a smart thing because I feel like, and I still feel like they went so far in advance on that Investors Day. They're still catching up to three years later. And like what we've seen um, at the D23 over for the next two years, it's amazing stuff. I mean, some of the, some of the footage that I saw of shows and movies coming out next year, they're still a year away, you know, especially, and some of them got moved. I mean, um, you know, like Haunted Mountain's been pushed back to August. You know, I've already seen a little, a few little clips of that one, and it looks great, but we're not going to see it for a while. And I can see why Disney were maybe like, look, let's, we need to just hold back the reins a little bit because our announcements are getting way too far in advance, and that is not sustainable. Yeah. So, and yeah. Well, there was also some news this week that kind of reinforced that we saw that the Star Wars Rogue Squadron movie is gonna got dropped off the schedule, which doesn't mean it's canceled, but it, it means that it's no longer at its original release target. Hmm. And that was announced back at one of the investor calls, and uh, that's one of the the dangers of announcing yeah. something so far in advance because things change all the time. Yeah, I mean, for a number of different reasons, you know, we had the other Star Wars series that got um, cancelled. Um, apparently also, like, the Tiana uh, series has been pushed back to 2024, and the Moana series has kind of dropped off. So like, yeah, there's no point in talking about these now when they are f- maybe three years out, you know, the, and announcing shows and stuff that's coming out in, like, 2027 and 2028, it's just too far away. Um, so for me personally, I felt like, they really delivered what's coming up over the next year or two and got me excited about all that. And, you know, and didn't go too much further. And I think that's probably, a, I mean, that's probably a good thing. Cause I feel like they did just, they've got, they got too far ahead of themselves with announcements. And then, as you say, COVID pandemic, VFX problems, all these kind of different things, delaying stuff. You know, we had all that stuff with the Beauty and the Beast series. So much stuff has gone a bit wobbly. It's like maybe just hold back until they're a little bit better, better suited to announce stuff. Also, I don't, I don't know if this is the same way with you, but even when they announce things and like coming in winter 2024, I'm just like 2024. That's so far away, and I, it's hard to get excited about stuff announced so far in advance. And when you're talking uh, three, four, five years, like man, I, sure, it's cool that you're announcing it, but that's so far out. I. It doesn't yeah. even really comprehend it, just throw it away pretty much immediately. Yeah, I mean, it was like little announcements of like, you know, like having like Daredevil and Kingpin on the stage, and they're like, well, we haven't even started filming yet, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, like, and that's not, and that's coming out next year. It's like, what are they going to tell us about like t- TV series from 2026? I mean, they're going to have to keep that for the, 
you know, for the next D23 Expo. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of been funny. I mean, I do think like the, I mean, generally a theme park one, I can see why there was a little bit less acceptance, but you know, I think people calling out on like the, the main like studio showcase have gone, Oh, there was nothing. But they just, they've, they've talked about stuff for the, between those three panels for what was it close to seven hours <laughs> about, about new shows and movies they didn't tell us anything like they spent seven hours talking about new stuff <laughs> and, like, i think because i was sat there watching it all it was like it, it felt like a lot <laughs> and again when you're at the panel versus watching it on a stream there's a lot more going on because mm. uh you get the trip uh trips you get the clips you get the trailers yeah you get people talking about it i know for like the games panel which is not something we yeah. really cover but um, the people at home only saw the pre-recorded reel at the beginning, and then they didn't even know there were interviews and, and discussions going on after where they brought people out and mm -hmm. were talking about them. Uh, so we, you do end up with a different perspective. You still get the major stuff at home, like all the announcements, but you don't see the, the clips and the trailers, which do kind of yeah know, i mean it, it was a bit more. it was like the marvel stuff i mean i you know we got to see um footage of ant-man and the wasp uh quantumania we got to see um some footage from loki 2 we got to see um also um well we saw werewolf secret evasion which obviously they put the trailers out for we also got to see some of black panther which wasn't put out there you know we got to see some clips of andor mandalorian we got to see um uh, some stuff from Indiana Jones. We got to see some stuff from Willow. We got to see some a load of content from um, Avatar. So we did. Yeah. So those of us in the panel, we got to see stuff that people at home maybe didn't. And had that dropped, it might have. I don't know. I mean, if everyone had saw that Indiana Jones trailer, I think or clip that we saw, you know, I think the internet would have blown because it looks great. It looked amazing. I totally am in on the next Indiana Jones film because of what we saw. But. Yeah, I could see from at home. And I think the same thing with the Pixar stuff of when they were showing us like Wish and so on. You know, there's a lot of stuff that looks pretty good. But I mean, like Elemental, I mean, there's a reason they didn't show off was because it was so rough. It was really, really like I was half expecting them just to come out, you know, like with a flip book and go like, here's all we've got. Here, here are the animation stills that we did the hand drawn that yeah. we we're basically. It was hand drawn right at now. some point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. But, no. But yeah, so so yeah, so as a whole, um, personally for me, I had well, I had an amazing weekend. Um, or was a, it was a whole week. Um, started on Tuesday um, with the premiere of the uh, was it See How They Run, which is a new movie that's from Searchlight, which comes out. I came, I think it came out yesterday in the US. A really really good whodunit, like murder mystery. Love that movie. Um, that was great. And then obviously then headed out um, to LA. And yeah, so just tons of stuff. Um, yeah, so just it's it's just been a, a crazy, crazy week, and obviously now just kind of getting back into the routine um, before I have a vacation <laughs> coming yeah, up, which is going to be nice. I needed, I actually need. <laughs> I was, I've never been. I was such an exhausting week. I mean, I it was. I mean, like, yeah, it might have been away, but I was putting in like four hours before we went to the event and like four hours after the event and running up to the media room doing articles and stuff. So it was, there was a lot of work involved in it that weekend. But yeah, yeah, it it was a work weekend. I wasn't doing yeah. nearly as much as you were and it still felt like I was doing work quite a bit of the time. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Right, so let's look now at um, what's coming up for... Disney Plus in October. Now, this is for the US. We haven't got the international list or anything like that. I suspect all of this kind of, there was a little obviously with the issue this past week with, um, or a week ago now, with the passing of Queen Elizabeth. It's kind of, um, especially on the UK side, and I think probably maybe as well in like Australia and stuff, where it kind of paused a lot of the press releases and stuff. There has been a bit of a slowdown. They've not been pumping out the stuff as much. Um, so expect we'll get there next week. Right. Okay. So every Monday in October, we're going to be getting a brand new live episode of Dancing with Stars. So this will be, there will be a new episode live. And that's just for the US and Canada. So it's going to be a little bit different. So I'll be interested to see how this show performs. It's something um, a little bit different, a very different for Disney+. Plus. And that's, that actually starts this week, doesn't it? starts monday yeah yeah that's it so uh two days from this recording mm, yeah 
because I think actually I think had it been I mean if that was strictly come dancing in the UK I think that another week they they probably would have had to have pushed it back a week. Right. Um, then on Wednesday, October the fifth, we're going to be getting um, season thirty three of The Simpsons, new episode of Puppy Dog Pals, The World of Flavor with Big Mo Kaysen, which is a new National Geographic series which aired this um, summer, a zombie short series. This one, I think we'll both be looking forward to this one. Ship Hunters Australia. Shipwreck Hunters Australia, where they go hunting around for um, shipwrecks off of the coast of Australia, getting all the entire series at once. This one's going to be a global one. Great. Something, something completely different uh, coming from an Australian company as well. Be a bit, bit um, yeah, I'm looking forward to giving that one a whirl. That should be very interesting, and and given the history of Australia, I, I think there will there'll probably be a lot of very interesting wrecks for them. Yeah, to I mean, you've the, one of the big things as well. I know when I was because um, it's going to be off the western coast. Because when I went off the coast of Western Australia and did like a, I did some like backpacking all around Australia. Um, when we went from uh, Western Australia up to the Northern Territories, there's some stunning coastwork there. But there's also a couple of great like museums up in Darwin, and they talk about. All the different um, like ships that like sunk during World War Two. Plus, also you've got um, all of like um, Indonesia and all the things. There's, there's a lot of history in that region that a lot of us are probably very much unaware of. Um, yes, I think so. That, I'm looking forward to it. And there's also going to be a lot of wildlife because, like the Ninguru Reef, is like the second biggest reef outside a Great um, Barrier Reef. Amazing um, stuff there. So I, I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to definitely take me back to. Um, to, to Australia, so I'm, I'm definitely, definitely in the mood for that one. We're also getting a new episode of Andor. I'm going to get a new episode every single week right through of um, October. And now next... Oh, yeah. I was going to say, those drop on Wednesdays, right? Yeah, they're going to be dropping on Wednesday. So we're going to get the first three episodes next um, Wednesday, and then there'll be new episodes dropping each week. So I have seen the first four episodes. Um, I'll do a full breakdown next week. Can't do a full review until then. But lots of uh, really good, very well made, very um, like the how it looks. You can tell it's not the, um, you know, they use real sets. It just looks different. It's more gritty, very dark. It's not got the humor aspect. It's not about Easter eggs and like cameos and stuff like that. It's very different, much more grown up. It takes a little bit of time to get going, a little bit slower pace, but this one's going to be a good series. So, but I've seen I've seen a third of it now, and I'm ready for <laughs> ready for the next one. So it's good. We're also getting new episodes of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers every single week, right through October as well on Wednesdays. Um, on Thursday, October the sixth, we're getting um, She Hulk: Attorney at Law. And then the following Thursday, we will then get the finale. Um, so we'll be interesting how that one rolls around. Then on Friday, October the 7th, we're getting Calling All Monsters, the music short video, Drumline, a 20th Century Studios film, and then Werewolf by Night, um, a brand new Marvel Studios special presentation. So we got to see the trailer last week, and um, and the cast and stuff came out for, on the panel this one is is I'm gonna be honest. It just looks awful. I, I I'm really like I've watched this trailer a few times. I still I'm completely just like oh this is I'm really gonna struggle with this one. I can see it. Uh, it it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I think I'm a little more excited for it, but I think that might be depends on what kind of like um, shows and things you grew up with because yeah on the one hand you, you get proper horror but on the other hand you get these kind of really campy uh schlocky well, horror movies and the, yes. I think there's more of a culture that in the u.s than there is elsewhere yeah and also like for me like watching black and white things was like monsters and and the adams family yeah, so was... yeah i i just this one's got an uphill battle for me to kind of get me into into the mode for that one We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but you know, also the fact that they haven't really talked about it at all prior to this point is, is more of a warning sign than anything. The trailer didn't bother me, but the yeah. the fact that they've kind of just buried it and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, this is still coming out. Here you go. Uh, yeah, it's more more concerning. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, then we're getting on Wednesday, October the 12th. We're getting some new episodes of Big City Greens. Sophia the First, seasons one to four, and a lot of people have been waiting for that one. Some new episodes of Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. And the entire second season of Big Shot. We got the trailer during D23 as well. 
Um, I'm looking forward to this one a lot because I really enjoyed that first season. But I'm a little bit worried with the drop. This feels like um, we're dumping this and we're moving on. Um, I like the because I mean the publicity on this is going to be very tricky between sandwich between Mighty Ducks and Mysterious Benedict Society and Andor and She Hulk and Werewolf by Night. Like this is going to be and Hocus Pocus. This is going to be really tricky to get this thing like some some PR time. Yeah, and I have to admit I'm a little disappointed it's getting the the full drop rather than the the weekly drop as opposed to say Mighty Ducks because of the two of them I'm definitely yeah. more interested in Big Shot. Um, hopefully it's just them testing something, but again, it feels like the full drop on Disney Plus it is an indication of them not having as much faith in it, which is you know sad. But we'll wait and see. Mm. They, they they might be dropping the whole thing at once for a different reason. Uh, yeah. But, I don't know. I I really would have hoped for them to have held this back until they got um, Mysterious Benedict Society and Mighty Ducks out of the way. It just feels like, I mean, it reminds me of that summer last year where we were having all of these at the same time and they were kind of cannibalizing each other. And this is this feels like this kind of could have done with having a few extra months in the can. Probably. I I I'm sure there's some behind the scenes stuff that that decides why they they do this, but this feels like. Let Mighty Ducks do its thing. Let uh, the Benedict Society do its thing, and then drop Big Shot. And then, you, then like Star Wars and Marvel, you have a a continuous loop of new mm. content. Yeah, it's definitely all. Of, it's definitely all of the content coming next month. Um, mm. on Friday, October fourteenth, we're getting into the woods, into the woods, into the woods. I'm um, getting the sing along version. So if you didn't have enough of it the first time around, I, <laughs> I had I had plenty of it the first time around. Uh, we're also getting the New Mutants, um, which is an underrated movie, and I, I it's worth checking out. If don't I know it got a lot of bad reviews, but don't don't sleep on it. It's, it's actually it's not too bad. Well, the, there's a big difference between paying money to go see it in the theaters or versus it just being on Disney Plus for you. I re- I did I rented it, so I, I I was quite happy. With, I thought I got my four dollars worth. So I uh, yeah that. That's still much, much cheaper than going to the theater <laughs> for it. Um, then on Wednesday, October the 19th, four new episodes of Alice's Wonderland Bakery. And then a big one. One that people have been requesting and requesting and requesting every day for the past three years. Bear in the Big Blue House is finally, finally going <laughs> to Disney+. Plus. So, I, I know there's some people in the, it, like the, the, looking at the, at the reaction on social media. This one was wanted. This is a lot of people excited about this. I mean, I have never watched it. I'm a little. I was a little bit old when it came out. Um, there's a lot of nostalgia for this series. Um, there's a lot of people excited, and I've been having a bit of a chat with a few people, kind of going, "Who's who's more excited?" It's like it feels like, like there's a lot of like people with nostalgia that want to watch it. Some parents want to watch it with the kids, but I am questioning: Are kids actually going to want to watch this now? Because this is like a 20 year old. Disney Junior show has it aged as well, or is it just nostalgia goggles? I don't know. I mean, the thing with kids is it doesn't really matter. They don't anticipate things the same way. It's not like no. I and things don't really change that much. I mean, it, the the alphabet's still the same. The numbers are still the same. The the messages are still the same. But I I get it. For a lot of parents, this is one of the shows they grew up with, and they want to share it with their kids. Uh, it's the same with like. Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood or Reading Rainbow, things yes. of that nature. Oh, yeah. uh, I also did not grow up with this, though I was aware of it. But uh, if people have been asking for it every single day for ever since Disney Plus was announced, that, yeah. uh, then I'm happy for them that they finally get it. I'll be honest. I am really glad it's going on there for multiple reasons. Um, the fact that so many people want to watch this and so many people are excited for it. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to, going to want to go back and watch it. Oh, that was my childhood. They'll watch two episodes and go, yeah, yeah, okay, I've, I've had enough and I'll move on. Um, but I am kind of interested to see, like, is this going to work with new kids or are they just going to, is it just a nostalgia? Because it feels a little bit like, like, you know, like with the Muppets where everyone was like, yeah, 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 my childhood. And then it's like two weeks later, everyone's forgotten because they've got the nostalgia fix. Well, and again, um, binge drop versus yeah. weekly drop i mean it doesn't make sense to release a, no. a, a several decades old show i'm talking about the muppets here mm. um in, in a once per week it's it's mm. been out and people aren't going to yeah. tune in for it but yeah it with the binge drop you get 
a little bit of hype and then it yeah. just kind of fades away unless it's like strange things or something. My only like thing that. is that if Disney thought that there was money to be made from this, they would have had it on there from day one and had, had like merchandise and stuff for a new generation of kids. I don't think it's, I think it's just, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be a lot of people checking out. Also coming on the same day, another one that's been requested a lot is um, PB and J Otter. I always, because it's just pe peanut butter and jam otter. Is that the that's uh, je jelly? Yeah, your jelly. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're getting three seasons of that again. It's just nice to see some stuff coming on here that's a little bit older. Getting Ravens Home, some new episodes from season five. This one's a little bit interesting. Spider Man, the new animated series, and the spectacular Spider Man, which um, was a very popular series. The Incredible Doctor Poe, season twenty one, and Wicked Tuna. Now, what is interesting about the Spider-Man ones is they are Sony animated series. Not um, Both only ran for a limited time. They weren't like long-running ones. But again, just more indication of Sony and Marvel and Disney working all together to get stuff, um, which is good. I mean, that is a good Wednesday. I mean, that's the best library drop I've seen in the US for a Wednesday in probably a year. Yeah, the, there's a lot of content here. There's a lot of things that people have been requesting, or even if they haven't been requesting a lot of ones that get people going, oh, yeah, I remember that show. Uh, I might check it out again uh, now that it's available or, or at least being highlighted. So uh, great. And I hope it's not another year before we get an, an equally interesting mm -hmm. library drop. I've actually just noticed something here when I'm mm -hmm. reading through this list again. Originally on this list disney had announced that zorro seasons one and two were coming right you have that on it, the, the page yeah there. and it's gone from the official list actually uh you had zorro down on the first wednesday is it yeah there? it's not it's, it was on there when i when i did all the bits and pieces on wednesday when that dropped hmm well mm. uh, you might not be getting <laughs> yeah so that's not looking good for zorro <laughs> Um, hopefully that's just an, an oversight, but it was on the email that got sent to me from Disney earlier in the week. So Zorro seasons one and two were supposed to be, that's like a 1950s one. That was originally announced way back when. Um, yeah, so, mm, okay. Um, then on Friday, October the 21st, we're getting Hall of Villains, which is a YouTube special. Uh, then on Wednesday, October the 26th, we're getting Tales of the Jedi Star Wars. This is six new shorts. It looks pretty good. We're also getting um, the first two episodes of the Mysterious Benedict Society Season 2, plus also two episodes of a new Japanese Disney Plus original series, Sumo Do, Sumo Don't. So that's actually dropping the same time as in Japan. So, and that's going to be a week. So it looks like we're getting a global release for that one. And then finally on Friday, October the 28th, Alvin and the Chipmunks to Squeak Crawl and Where Hoax, Where Monsters Dwell animated movie. So, other than that Zorro thing, which has now thrown me off of what I was going to say, was this whole idea of Disney kind of starting to get some of this library content in play, trying to get some of this stuff um, that's been requested for a while and seeing a little bit more of it. Um, you know, there's a couple of things on this list that are like, oh, that's good. That's some library content. People have been asking for some library stuff. We haven't really seen anything this year. Um, I know some people got, maybe get a little bit excited, like suddenly they're, oh, they're going to release more. It's like, yeah, let's see how they go. Well, they've already, looks like they might be letting us down before we've even got going. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's just a shame because it's like this Disney 100. Let's start getting some library content on here that's been requested. Let's get this stuff going. Let's start, you know, get, I, I mean, I just like, I'd like to start seeing some stuff from, um, 20th century in Disney from like the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. I know they're not very much in demand, but especially some of the movies from black, black and white ones, just to offer some variety for adults, you know, the, and yeah. The problem isn't even so much the demand, it's whether or not they have the material to make them available on a, a current resolution, because uh, while Disney does keep fairly meticulous archives, a lot of these films just kind of disappear, mm. and Yes, you, you might be able to find a VHS copy hiding out in Goodwill or, or something like that, but you can't make, or it's extremely hard to make like a 4K upscaled version off of a VHS tape. And if you don't have yeah. the original masters or, or any of the, the strikes, then you don't have the ability to make it. And the, no. the longer, the, the the more older movies and the more obscure the, the older movies get, the harder it is to find them. And I think yeah, I mean, I feel, issue. I feel like, like the movie side might be a bit better because most of them are probably on like film, 
so they've actually got um better quality versions but a lot of the stuff i know from like the 80s and so on were on tape and they've just not at the higher quality level that we need for a modern tv so there is an issue i'm um, hopefully they will um but continue to add stuff in i mean those are some big ones zorro like i said zorro being missing from that list has got me a little bit worried it's like oh here we go well i i think that that's more likely that they just need more time cleaning up the well it's already on disney plus in latin america that's what's annoying it's, it's not like it's not available um, um yeah they they may still want to upscale and it might also be a rights issue though I'm, i we'll see yeah. what's going on with hopefully that. it's just the fact that they they missed off the thing but it's just a little bit um the fact that that is missing um it does kind of give me a little little bit of worry because that's this is what tends to happen is these lists change they change as they go along um right okay so i've just done a just a quick check there two days ago it was on the list now it's off the list mm -hmm. So that's it's been changed since this page went up live. So I wasn't I wasn't hallucinating. I'd seen it because he's like, I'm sure I saw it. <laughs> I did an article on it, so that must be there. Um, but yeah, so that that has changed. So that's um something just to be aware of. Um, it might not end up coming, it might have been delayed. But yeah, so um I think that's I actually think that's a really good list. I think you know. Andor, She-Hulk, Mysterious Benedict Society, Big Shot, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. That's a that's a that's a good set of series. Shipwreck Hunters. Um, yeah, I, I'm like that's that's a solid month for originals. And that's only on Disney Plus. That's not including uh, the the Hulu or um, uh, the yeah. other content that. that well, I know, well. like here in the UK, we're getting The Walking Dead, Candy, the the Old Man. Um, those are new series dropping. I think Grey's Anatomy we're getting to the latest. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff coming in. I'm hoping for Big Sky to kind of come alongside the US. But, um, yeah, it's – I I think that's good. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I forgot Werewolf by Night, but, yeah, it's um, – <laughs> and obviously Dancing with the Stars. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming in. Uh, Dancing with the Stars is definitely one that will fall off of my list very quickly. Um, I will tune in on Monday to see how the stream goes, yeah. um, but I'm more interested in like the technical, uh, how are they yeah. going to make it work. Obviously, they did that thing um, from Epcot, uh, mm -hmm. I think a month ago, where they broadcast the the closing uh, was harmonious. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, it's not brand new to Disney+, Plus, but this will be the first real test of it. And also for the very first time, uh, people in Canada can vote. So they've previously not been able to vote, but they can vote on the new one when when it's going through. Um, one night, one week in um, on the 18th of October, they've got listed down as a show on Monday and on Tuesday. I don't know if there's a double episode that week. Um, again, because I'm not so familiar with how this the the system works in the US. I'm only used to the UK version. Um, but that might be something that they do a lot. I think there's going to be like some Elvis weeks and Disney stuff. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot. Should be fun. I know I'm gonna be trying to check the series out and trying to work out how all this goes and compare it. But Strictly Come Dancing pretty much starts up pretty soon as well. So how much dancing I want to watch a week might be the issue on that one. Yeah, because I think doing Saturday, Sunday, Monday might be a little bit too much for dancing. But yeah, so I think that's looks looking pretty good. Um, but overall, a, a nice solid month coming up ahead. And there could be more stuff they add on top. Don't don't forget that one as well. Right. Okay. Let's now shift gears a little bit. Um. So just before the D twenty three Expo, um, Bob Chapek, the CEO of Disney, spoke with um a number of the big trades like Deadline, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, and was talking about future plans and the idea that they want to um kind of move away from having this soft bundle, which is Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and um, Hulu. And they kind of want to basically merge them together at some point. They um, And they're going to let the consumer kind of work it out. And being very open about the fact that he wants to merge them all together. Since the D23 Expo, there was a little bit more. They, they took part in um, something, I think, like Golden Sacks or something like that, where he spoke a little bit more in depth about it, um, talking um, about the idea of merging them together. So I'm just going to bring this one up because there's been quite a few different... Um, He's been speaking to everyone and the goat. Um, 
He said, we were specifically at the opportunity in 2024 um, to put in a call to buy Hulu. Um, now, some of you may have noticed that in Europe, Disney Plus has a sixth brand called Star, which includes our general entertainment from the company. And so we've got and we're going to have a lot of experience in integrating Disney general entertainment into Disney Plus, which I would call right a hard bundle. It's a hard bundle. And so we are all about the consumer choice and personalization. So we want to give the consumer choice and whether we offer someone like that's a hard bundle going forward. Um, that's something that we want to do. And we also talked about the fact that there was um, a lot of different areas within Disney Plus. He talked about um, the thing that you have to worry about with Disney is sort of brand friction with some of the content that we might have in our general entertainment. And I'm amazed every day in this job of how elastic the Disney brand is. Um, I would tell you that we had no blowback whatsoever in terms of including the grant, the general entertainment content on Disney branded streaming proposition, which I'm not saying it's going to be received exactly the same in the US, but I think it gives us the same reason to believe that we have more degree in freedom than anybody else would have suspected to put on general entertainment on the Disney uh, banner and still have to be subjected to the um, origin rejection of the consumer. So I think this very much comes from the idea that... A lot of people in the US are worried about with Disney Plus of it's for kids. Disney's a Disney brand for kids, and that's all it's for. And Disney has now basically had two years nearly of having American Horror Stories and The Walking Dead sitting alongside Mickey Mouse Clubhouse internationally, and they are finding no problems. They're not getting any issues. They're not getting any blowback from customers. The, the rest of the world has accepted it openly and gone, feed me more. <laughs> And now they are kind of looking at the U.S. going, well, everybody else in the world can handle it. We need to do this in the U.S. And they're making very small little steps. Um, I think like bringing in Daredevil, bringing in the Orville. They've been doing little things um, to kind of get us all warm for it. But this feels, again, in that same vein of going, we're just going to slowly rise the temperature so you will all get used to the idea that this is coming. Um, and they, they, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Because if you'd said to me two years ago, about this, I would have been a little bit more spec, um, you know, spec. I would have been like, um, oh, how is this going to work and all the rest of it? Here we are, two years on, they've done it, they've done it everywhere else, and the America doesn't have it, and they can see the benefits now. They've got data, they've got the data now, they've proven that it works, they've proven with the advertising. I mean, when we have an advert for like a star, you know, they don't even call it a star series over here, it's just a Disney Plus original series, they don't. They don't even use the star branding, really, unless it was for Pam and Tommy, where they were, oh, we just put that in there just in case. <laughs> just, um, but, just and, in case yeah. uh, Sebastian needs to sing yeah. to himself for a little while. Yeah. Other things they haven't really bothered with, but that was one where they were like, we're going to throw that one back at that line back in just in case we need to use it. Um, yeah. It's worked. It's worked overseas. They are looking at what's happening with the consolidation. We've been hearing this week that Paramount did a little soft bundle with Showtime. Then they made it a little bit more harder. And now they are looking to literally get rid of Showtime completely and just put it all into, into Paramount+. Plus. Warner Brothers Discovery is, being, is planning on doing whatever they're doing, but they're going through an entirely different thing going i'm actually not even sure there will be a um a warner brothers streaming service i think they're going to end up selling everything off to whoever pays the, i think they could sell off the netflix the wording everything that's going on in warner brothers right now it just feels like they are not they are not bothered about the streaming service anymore they don't feel like that's a way of making money they can make more money by selling it to somebody else they might have a streaming service but it's not their priority and they're not they're focused they'll sell anyone they're kind of following sony in some ways um, there's well, also been rumors of like Comcast buying them. There's all kinds of stuff been going on. They are definitely acting like a company that uh, is desperately needing of some cash right now and running your own service. While you know, good on paper isn't always the most financial sense. Uh, even Disney's running at a loss right now uh, on Disney Plus. I think, uh, you know. You take a, a big hit up front to get the number of viewers and then you get the money back later by doing things like yeah. adding in ad content. Well, like I think that. that's the key thing with Disney. Disney are now looking at it's going right. That that's over now. You know, we're adding in the ads, we're putting the price up because he even called it um this past week. He said that Disney Plus is undervalued and underpriced. They are looking at it now, going, and I think they know the only way of getting those prices up is to put content in there. And um 
there's been some talk. Um, I think um, Kareem was on something and they were talking about there maybe being an investor's day coming up at, in pretty soon. Um, now, I want to put this, uh, if they do an investor's day, it is not going to be the same kind of investor's day that they did back in 2020, because at the time the world was closed and they used that as a way of kind of selling the streaming service because that was the only thing they could run. Everything else, the cruise lines, the parks, the shops, everything was shut. They do an investor's day this time. It's probably going to be much more business. It's, it's aimed at investors, less than about content. And I suspect it my gut would say maybe like end of November, beginning of November, talk about the ads, talk about what the general entertainment, talk about the future of Hulu, maybe ESPN Plus gets added in. This is a, if we were ever to get that kind of news, you get that at the investor day, where it's all about the money. <laughs> That's what it's, it's all about the money. It's all about getting that money in. And yeah, I definitely feel like... Um, I, it wouldn't be at all surprised if there was an investors' day before the ad tier runs in at the end, at the beginning of um, December. But it will not be them just kind of announcing 150 movies. I, I just, that's not what that would be about. The only reason they would is if they were bringing in a lot of content from uh, Hulu or or yeah. something like that. And based on what's been said lately, I, that that's still a ways off. That's not coming by the end of the year. They they might get a couple of pieces. There might be a movie or like a, a big blockbuster that people are interested in, but it's not going to be the huge content drop that Star had. The thing is, they've also got this big issue with Hulu, with the, and they've been very open about the fact that they're very restricted until early 2024, which is still 18 months away or 16 months away now. Now, whether or not they could start moving things over to next day, could they pull to pull Universal and pull everything off of, off of Hulu and kind of starve Hulu of content? But... They've got to be careful that they're not um, kind of deemed to be like just self, like self hurting the company. They could maybe get into trouble with Comcast from that. Um, that might be an issue. Maybe they line up like, oh, we're going to be adding more stuff in over the whole year. You're going to be getting stuff weekly. We're going to be moving stuff over. I mean, maybe they start. I mean, could they announce like Hulu Disney Plus originals that they're going to be like shared? Um, it's very tricky because they've got a they've got a fine line of the contract what they've got. Um, but yeah, so there's a, I, I, there's been so much talk from Disney about the idea of the merging stuff in. It does not feel now like this is no longer a, an an if it's a when rather than a, and it. I mean, we've been talking about it for years, but I think a lot of I think this has really like jumped to the top of the thing with with Bob Chapek doing so many interviews. I mean, he literally, he's done like six or seven interviews and all very similar about the idea of bringing in, um, like sorting out Hulu um, with it. Yeah, and their hands are tied. That's basically what yeah. it all, all boils down to. Um, but they have to be able to get around it somehow because they've done it with like Love Victor. They've done it with the Orville. Maybe um, Blackett, you know, they, they obviously have a, there's loopholes of how they can get around stuff. But um yeah it's, it's going to be interesting to see how all this comes together right and unfortunately we just kind of have to wait and see yeah. and let the the people do their background politics and figure it out yeah um also this past week i'm um, following all of this news and um, disney kind of putting it all out there you know that they want to buy the comcast's stake out there was some additional news from this um ceo of um Comcast. Now I'm going to talk about this. James is unfortunately he can't actually talk about this, so, so he, I'm going to even blank him out. So you can't. So he can't even react. Bye, <laughs> so because he works for Comcast, that's, that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. um, so according to the uh, recent, um, during a recent event, uh, the Comcast CEO also um, spoke about it, and Brian Roberts he went on to say. Um, well, that's the last part. I think the great exception to Hulu is a phenomenal business. And I, and I think I read somewhere it's gotten to nearly 50 million customers. Its scale is fantastic. It's got wonderful content. I believe if it was up for sale, Comcast would be interested. Um, and so would it be a lot of other tech and media companies. So you'd have to have a robust auction. There's never been a pure play, fabulous scaled streaming service put on the market. So I don't know how that um, public market would react. Um, when structured, when we, we we structured that agreement, Disney was had the right to buy us out, and we have the right to put down the road the here. And of course, we are always uh, we're happy to talk about it. But the value that's structured to the agreement um, is basically they get thirty three percent. 
And the basic idea of this is Disney, I think, have valued it where Comcast would get about $8 billion. And Comcast are thinking it's worth $70 billion, so they'd want about, like, probably, like, $30 billion for, for it. So right now you've got a lot of haggling going on. Disney are saying it's worth this much. You know, they care with their car going, well, it's a bit ropey under the engine and the t- got a bow tire and, you know, the boots a bit swings and it's got a bit of an oil leak. And Comcast are going, no, it's nice, shiny, brand new, like new, one owner. It's good to go. And, you know, they want to try and get the value up. And Disney want to get the volume the money down. So we're in a we're in a bit of a, an open haggling. They're obviously they are in negotiations, they're so talking about it. But obviously, Comcast want more money, they want it to be valued higher. Disney want it to be valued lower. So then we gotta look at it from both angles. I'm I'm not saying you know, Bob is probably undervaluing it from the point of view, and the other and Brian is overvaluing it because he wants some more money. So I I completely understand what they're doing. But there's a very much a kind of um, online haggling going on as they come to an agreement over it. Now, the idea to me of putting up Hulu for auction, um, from who, from Disney's point of view, they might be like, "Yeah, but we want, we are planning on like stripping out the parts and you know using some of it." And Comcast, they don't want to buy it. They're just he's just trying to get the price as, as much money as he can get. Um, but I definitely feel like, you know, we are now seeing the two CEOs kind of having a little bit of public discord to try and get get the value right. So we need to look at it on both sides. Comcast are just trying to, you know, mess with Disney to get more money, and which is perfectly acceptable. And there's nothing wrong with that in the slightest. And you got to, you know, it's the game. And of course, Bob Chapek is trying to get them as cheap as he possibly can. So, but that is the big issue. They've got to get this deal out of the way. In 2024, they can force each other to it, and an independent company can then look at the value of it. Now, not doing an international rollout has kind of hurt the the overall thing of it. I've seen a few people go, well, they can roll it out internationally. There would be no reason for Disney to roll out Hulu internationally. There's no value in that at all. Um, now with Disney Plus, there's just there's none, there's nothing there that they could do internationally with it. Um, but could Disney kind of almost Take, cut the wheels out of it by taking away next day episodes and start moving the originals over. And, you know, who's to say that those Hulu originals don't become Disney Plus originals that they haven't already released and just kind of essentially devalue it as it goes along. But there's, there's a lot of stuff to take out of it. But, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of stuff going on with Hulu. Right. So let's now um, move on to um, some of the stuff that's been out this week. Um, but before we do that, I want to do a quick shout out to our patrons and channel members. So big hello to Babak. We've also got Paul, Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Khalid, Red Marsman. And big hello to Red Marsman as well. Um, we uh, bumped into him um, at Disneyland and we had a good old chat. Um, also Cody, Chris, Jacob, Darren, Lauren, Sarah, also the Juice and Andrew. Also big hello to Tim, Chuck, David, Mamad. Um, we also had Raphael, Adam, Dana. Ricky Dave, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, and a huge thank you to Sarah for all your continued support. Um, really means a lot. And just a big thank you to everyone that said hello to me at the D23 Expo. Um, so many people said they enjoyed the podcast and watched the videos and stuff. Honestly, it was extremely humbling and very weird to be 5,000 miles from home and people shouting at your name and um, knowing you. It's like I, I did joke with my wife. I think I knew more people in LA than I do in my town. That was <laughs> it was kind of one of those really weird moments of like I was like yeah it was certainly great so yeah so meeting everyone and stuff was was honestly one of the highlights for me uh, it was it was really great and like taking selfies with people and stuff was yeah I, it was it was a great experience and I can't thank everyone enough for that it was yeah it was it was great <laughs> so yeah it was it, good it was, it was definitely an odd experience to be. Uh, standing in line for pizza, and then Red Marsman. It's like, oh, hey, it's, I don't know, geez. it's like, oh, let me show. Yeah, it, it's good. It's, it's it's really good to submit everyone and stuff. So that was a great highlight. So, um, I'll be honest with D twenty three. I have not really watched a lot of TV this past week. Um, I did watch She Hulk. I did watch the the finale of um, High School Musical the series, and as I said, I watched Andor. Um, but that's been a about it i've not i've not really been able to watch a lot of stuff because i mean andor was four episodes um and, then, and high school how, musical how? was two episodes they were about 35 to 45 minutes or so 
don't yeah i mean people you know we're not getting stranger things season four length episodes here i i would actually consider that a good thing having not seen stranger things i think that they probably should have broke those up a bit. yeah those but, two hour those two hour episodes were a little bit long and it's not like that they were particularly concerned with doing everything as a, a bulk drop with stranger things so not it maybe it made sense watching them like the there was no like cut yeah. points that made sense but at the same time kind of like that that's a little indulgent honestly yeah um so we had the uh fifth episode of she hulk dropped this week and um oh it was oh, sorry, i do you know what i had a complete blank then on what that one was about because it's kind of weird because i saw the first four episodes about five six weeks ago so it was a bit of a, an odd one with she hulk where um it's like tuning in on Thursday to watch a new episode. Going, I haven't seen a new episode for, for weeks. So it was just like, I had, it was like, so that was, it was fun. Again, a very fun show. It's okay. I, I, I've still not, it's, it's fun. I'm enjoying it, but it's very lighthearted. Um, hoping of just her being like in, in sort of being in court. It's just different, isn't it? It's very different. It is very different. I'm enjoying it quite a bit, although I wouldn't necessarily like rank it as a, a must-see show or one of the highlights of the MCU. It is actually um, one of the ones that I've enjoyed the most, though, and it's been consistently yeah. good. I'd say other than Loki, most of the Marvel shows have been fairly inconsistent. Like You'll have some really strong episodes, but you'll also have some really weak episodes. Um, like Miss Marvel was obvious, but it, it goes back to the beginning when Falcon and the Winter Soldier definitely had some... Yeah. Some kind of blips in the middle, WandaVision, all of it. She-Hulk's been fairly consistent all the way through. In fact, it's get it's getting better from a good starting point. I think one of the things with She-Hulk which <coughs> really helps with it is it's very much seems much more focused on it being a TV series. It knows mm. what it is better. It's been written like a TV series, like a, a classic show. And I like the fact that it's almost like a there is a, a, a story of a beginning, a middle, and an end. For each episode it feels like there was each one's had its own little story right yeah it, it's this is classic television you know yeah. you could you could put this alongside like Allegant Beal or something from the 90s or early 2000s in terms of like legal shows the the trick being that the she's also a superhero so there's there's that going on and yeah there's still the uncanny valley going on when she's in she-hulk form and the cgi isn't quite there where you want it to be but you know as i've said in the past you kind of get used to it and also it they're building the technology still so mm -hmm. it's going to be kind of weird now but hopefully this means in a couple of years this yeah. technology will be much better i wasn't so keen on having edna mode in there it felt a little bit like really we're doing it's like literally a carbon copy of incredibles here it it I think yeah. that I think they're just drawing on the stereotypes of fashion designers and yeah. the prima donna nature and and so on. I I, I did like the little I did like the little Easter egg. I did like that that setting up for a future episode that at the very end. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. It's interesting because I I know people were like, well, there was no there was no sting in this one. There was no credit sequence and i'm pretty sure that was supposed to be the credit sequence they just tacked yeah. it onto the end instead of uh throwing it into the credits they didn't, well i they didn't want people to miss it i got to see a little clip of an episode with daredevil um and there, there was a little bit of humor and stuff to it so i am looking forward to that episode when it comes up so it's like oh it's coming closest i think that's the one everyone's waiting for i think that's the i think more people are excited about daredevil in the series than um you know she hulk I, i'm enjoying it it's a lot of fun it's a little bit light-hearted this is the one where I'm like, yeah, this needs more seasons because this feels like a great side. It, it, it feels like a sidestep within the MCU that doesn't, it doesn't, and I love in the fact that it's not world ending, you know, it's, re, it's real life. It's kind of, oh, I say real no, life, but yeah. it's, 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 it's how grounded. life would be within side of the MCU. Not everybody is, you know, fighting Thanos and fighting, you know, intergalactic i don't know it's, it's it's fun and i'm enjoying it it's not on that top tier but it's like this is fun um it, yeah it's solid it, it you know it's not going to be the show that everyone's like this is this is the end war and in or the end game and infinity war of the the mcu shows but it's it's solid enjoyable fluff it's interesting you mentioned the intergalactic thing though because we do have this 
thread that's appeared in some of the earlier episodes, you know, with Bruce going off to to do something intergalactic, and then of course the wrecking crew being powered up with Sakaar yeah. and weaponry. It does feel like they are building to something, and there is something from the comics that I know they could be building towards. I won't mention what yeah. that is because uh, most people haven't read the She-Hulk comics. Um, I if they do it though, I'll be thrilled because it was a lot of fun in the books. But I'm we'll just, see where they're going with that. I'm just glad. I'm kind of liking them not having this big, and I like and I enjoyed that as well a little bit more with uh, Moon Knight as well where it's a self-contained little story and it's kind of disconnected a little. It is connected to the MCU and how they're pulling everybody in on it, but it doesn't, you know, you wouldn't have to have watched it. Um, yeah, we don't need to have the world ending all the time. You know, sometimes it can just be about who owns the right to your name. And yeah, it, that was a bit of an odd one, but it, it's, it's yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun show. It. It's fun, and it it also gets a chance to just kind of play within the MCU and and kind of poke fun of the MCU in its own little thing way and and little thought exercise. You've got superheroes running around. What are the legal ramifications for somebody that you can't sue because you don't know their identity? Things like that. Uh, yeah. It. Yeah. The. It's remaining one of my favorite of the MCU shows, even though it is is clearly not the top tier action you have to watch this show to know what's going on um and of course we're all just waiting for daredevil which I, i'm yeah. sure i'm sure jen will have plenty of asides during the daredevil where they acknowledge hey we know this is the one you've been waiting for wink yeah. wink wink you know it's kind of funny because i think like when this one ends i mean we know we've got the holiday special werewolf by night and um the guardians of the galaxy and the black panther film coming up but i think it's actually going to be good to have a big break after this until um secret invasion which might not be to like february mark i think i think marvel could do with a bit of a a bit of a breather yeah i mean this has been the marvel year right mm -hmm. yeah with with all the shows coming out uh it's we've had basically back-to-back -back shows yeah. from the beginning and while that that was very important at the beginning of the year because it shored up the mm -hmm. emptiness from other uh brands the disney brand the star wars yeah. brand and stuff like that you know, we were just talking about the October lineup, and yeah, uh, you know, you've got Big Shot, you've got Mysterious Benedict, you've got uh, Mighty Ducks on top of Andor and and Tales of the Jedi. It's like, yeah, it's okay. Marvel can can kind of recharge. We'll come back to it fresh. But this is where I think when that Hulu move comes in, um, you start throwing in some FX shows and some ABC shows. They can be a little. Maybe they can just ease the gas a little bit on some of the star wars and the marvel stuff when they can use these other shows to kind of go well actually you've got the old man or you've got you know these other shows which can help you know like like, like welcome to chip into there's different audiences and stuff but i think when they've got that other stuff all channeled into one platform they can ease up a little bit on this stuff i think a lot of it is going to come down to return return on value which we obviously don't get to see we we even the investor calls, they'll be like, you know, we got this amount of money or this show costs that much, but we don't actually see, you know, Obi-Wan made us this much money uh, so, and things like that. And the question will be for them, as well as Netflix and Warner Brothers and Paramount and everybody is, do you get a bigger return by making these big blockbuster shows like Obi-Wan and Andor? Or do you actually make more with the trickle effect of making 10 shows and and then considering them as combined yeah and the answer is i don't know because we don't see those numbers but i i would suspect that the i i am good. wondering what the you know what the viewing numbers are globally because you've got to think globally rather than just in the us of like it's marvel and she hulk and moon knight of going and and with book of boba fett and with but uh, kenobi and stuff where they're like we can't afford to run these many shows back to back um, with all everything else coming in. Um, personally, I feel like having like with Obi Wan Kenobi and or and with Book of Boba Fett, I think three series a year is too much. I think it's um, oversaturation of brand. I feel that even with Marvel, I feel like we could have done with Miss Marvel. They could have shifted that to next year, and if we just had. Moon Knight and She-Hulk, or Moon Knight and Miss Marvel, and they separated them up a little bit better, away from the movies, 
Um, they've got enough stuff now. I know some people are only they're only watching Marvel and Star Wars, or they're only. But I I always have this feeling, and it's you know that thing of superhero fatigue. But I just think in terms of franchise fatigue, you can have too much. And Marvel is not. A, I I feel it myself. I do not have that feeling on Thursday of like it's game day <laughs> and it's Marvel time. Whereas with Wonder Vision and like Falcon, you kind of were like Marvel. One of and like now, like two years later, like it's every other week. <laughs> I think. So, yeah. I think part of it though depends on the quality. Like if you continue to produce quality, if you if you're producing twelve Marvel shows a year, one per month, or, and there's overlap. If they're all really good and high quality and they don't have like the dips like Miss Marvel had right in the middle, then people will be fine with it. That's why the the whole Marvel fatigue, you know, yeah. the, the superhero fatigue, I never really bought into because it's like, yeah, there's a lot of movies, and I'm not just talking Marvel, you know, Deadpool and the DC movies, but they're really good for the most part. So people keep going to see them. Yeah. And, see, and it's the I, same thing here though. I do. I personally feel like I have had superhero fatigue because I stopped watching all the DC for, um, uh, shows because I got bored of them because there was too many of them. Um, I feel like with the Marvel ones, you know, I I really enjoyed watching the boys earlier this year because it felt so. It was like, oh, just something different, something but, fresh because I wanted. But I'm not, you know, I tried watching. You know, there's been a host of like um, Umbrella Academy. There's been. Um, you know, we had Peacemaker, we've had a whole host of one. And it's been that kind of thing of like, I just, it's like, how many superhero stuff can I watch? I still haven't even watched the Batman. <laughs> but it's what you said in there. The DC shows, you were bored of them. It's not that there were so many of them. I felt like the quality of them dropped off dramatically. Mm -hmm. I actually stopped watching them as well. But it was because, you know, they were no longer entertaining. They were no longer keeping up with it. And I will grant a lot of that had to do with COVID. Like the last season of Flash I saw was very clearly being shot in conditions where people were standing like 20 yeah. feet apart and it was just the cast. There were no, <laughs> yeah. there were no like extras or background people at all mm -hmm. in there. And the quality was gone. If the quality was still there, I would still be watching it. Yeah. I think it's, just, I feel I, I'm just, I am seeing the discord online of the social thing and I'm sitting there going, I, I, I get you. I feel like, I just feel like, like She-Hulk maybe could have had a little bit of a break between Miss Marvel and She-Hulk because it was a, what, like three weeks? It just didn't feel long enough to kind of, I don't know. It's, it is a strange one. And I, I, I definitely understand where it is. And I can also see why some people with Disney Plus are going, there's nothing, if it doesn't have Marvel or Star Wars, I'm just, there's nothing for me. And I'm maybe, again, with the star stuff, it's like, yeah, but I've got other shows I've been enjoying on, like, you know, there's how many, how, so many other shows that I've enjoyed on Disney Plus this year, which I know more coming up that I want to watch, which aren't connected. And I'm enjoying them probably much more because, you know, some of the FX stuff has been great. I'm really looking forward to watching The Old Man, you know, because that's, that's supposed to be pretty good. You know, you got Candy. That was a that was supposed to be a, a good, like, mini series coming up. The Walking Dead. I've got. I still got to finish off the half the season of Wedding Season that I um just before D twenty three because I only saw half of it. I've still got the final episode of Under the Banner of Heaven to watch. Um, then there's been some other bits and pieces. I've still got a couple episodes of Welcome to Wrexham to watch. Um, Mike, I've not even started Mike yet because um, that dropped right on Disney Plus Day last week, and I'm just and I'm look. I'm there going. I've got all these other stories to watch from Disney Plus of. And I'm not so so. It does make it so Marvel does this like well. There's some fun. There's some different things here that I can enjoy, and I think that's the advantage when they do merge things together. Uh, where I'm coming from, and going look, we might not need as much if you've got all of this. If you've got all these other, you know, you got a steak, a pie, some some swordfish, some tuna, some lamb shanks, and you got pizza and you got chips. Whereas at the minute with Marvel, it's like you've got pizza or um cheeseburger that's your two options you know you've got a big i've got a big feast of stuff to watch every week and again it'll be coming down to the quality yeah a lot yeah. of options of course is never a bad thing but you know part of that question is going to be sure the the marble side might be a cheeseburger and a pizza are they good cheeseburger and pizza versus the ones over here like do you have the 
the little microwave three dollar pizza on this side and over here you've got like the pizza, the last one is it the other way around yeah. you know yeah I, i'm not actually saying which is which i'm just saying that when you're looking at these things that's also part of it quantity versus quality it's it's, quantity. it's funny i mean you know i mean you, are you going to um a, a proper steakhouse and getting a steak burger right. it's 30 dollars like it did the other day because there was nothing open or you're just getting a mcdonald's 99 cents burger you know and, and i do feel like uh, for me i can see why when they sort out what they're doing with hulu and disney plus i do think they can pull the pull the handbrake back a little bit i put on making some more marvel stuff and maybe Maybe they're getting that feedback and going, we're getting a little bit of pushback. We're getting people that are getting bored. People are not, not as excited about things. So like when we've got Daredevil running for 18 episodes, well, I don't want another series coming with that. You know, that needs to be have its own, you know. We've never had 18, you know, 18 episodes of a Marvel series before. That is what, four months? Yeah, about, I mean, it, four, if yeah. it was if it was properly one episode from it's it's four and a half months, but we we know that there will be a well, we a assume drop. there think, will be yeah. a multi drop probably at the beginning, possibly at the end as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how all this works together. Um, we know next year we have got Secret Invasion, Echo, and I've gone blank on the oh, oh, Ironheart. Ironheart. Yeah, uh, I think Armor Armor was I think a it's, little bit yeah a bit further uh, out. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how all this comes together. Um, but yeah, it's 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 funny. It's I I think I definitely feel like, like I said when Disney when American can get itself sorted with this Hulu deal and they can get that content into Disney Plus and they're delivering you multiple shows a week. You know, if you've got Dancing with the Stars on Monday, Grey's Anatomy on Tuesday, Abbott Elementary on Wednesday, um, FX show Thursday and then a Disney Plus series Friday and maybe even on some of those days you're getting two or three different shows. You they can go look. We don't need to be spending, you know, a billion dollars on all these Marvel shows. We can make two. We can make two a year, and it's rather. And I think I think that's going to be. I think that'll be better in the long run. I, I do feel like, you know, them adding in the general entertainment will really ease them up and. They can start cutting back budgets a bit because I don't think they. I mean, sometimes I mean we're here in the UK, we're getting like twelve to fifteen shows a week of different shows, of new episodes. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff dropping in, and you can't watch everything. But it gives you much more. It's like you can't sit there and go, "Oh, there's nothing on there." Well, no, there's there's quite an array of stuff. It's just it's not Marvel and Star Wars, and that's and I, I you know, if you said to me like a year or two ago, like. You want you, you want to slow down awesome <laughs> Marvel? I would have been like, you're crazy. Um, but now a year, you know, 18 months on with the star stuff of like going, they are really hyping out a lot of stuff. Well, for the record, I'm perfectly fine with them continuing to produce Marvel and Star Wars at the current oh, rate. But and I yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, I still current. want it. I still want it, but I feel like like with Star Wars, we could have had the book of Boba Fett and we could have had um Kenobi, and maybe, and we didn't, Andor could have been shifted back a little bit. Could have, but you know, if it's ready and and it's not overlapping with things, that's the one thing is I don't really want them to overlap the shows. I, yeah. I prefer having right now with She Hulk and then Secret Invasion and then Ironheart and so on. I don't want this week we're having an episode of Secret Invasion, we've got an episode of Loki and WandaVision or whatever. <sighs> Uh, the the uh, dog anger episodes of Loki as well. It, basically, the point being, don't want all those dropping at once. I do prefer the let's focus on one show at a time. And it can be one Marvel show and one Star Wars show and one Disney show or and one FX show or something like that. But I don't want all of the Star Wars shows at once. I, I kind of like this. Yeah, uh, with a with a little gap in between, that's always the best part. Is like a well, not the best part, but you know what I mean. The the yeah. the one or two weeks off between shows where you catch your breath and. and I mean, I, I I think it was a good I think it was a good call for them to push Bad Batch out the way of mm -hmm. um push that way back into next year, and hopefully, I mean, I'm wondering next year if we've just got Mandalorian and Ahsoka. I'm wondering and Skeleton Crew. So we got free June next year. Um, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. 
Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some smaller releases as well. I think Vision, Vision Season 2 might be popping in there at some point. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there might be some things to go with the High Republic because they're starting Phase 2 of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember when they're starting that. Yeah. The, the High Republic stuff's just weird. I could do an entire podcast just ranting about the High Republic. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I won't do that. But To be honest, until they actually get it to the big screen or to the little, to our screens, it doesn't really count yet at the minute. While it's in books and comics, um, it's never going to move into that next um, level of like higher like for people to care about. I think that's ultimately the thing. It feels like they're just writing the books and the comic books to try and work out an idea of where to go next. Um, again, just I. It would have been nice, you know, set set it a thousand years in the future where you're not restricted of where it can go. It, that would definitely be a thing. You don't even have to go that far. I mean, it's Star Wars, the timeline. You could just go. Yep. Uh, I mean, actually, they did do that once. It's in the old continuity. It was called yeah. Legacy. It was like 120 years after uh, Return of the Jedi or something, and it was like, yeah, this is this is where things are at, and unfortunately, it was still a Republic versus an Empire story. They kind of need to move past that, mm. but you know, it's been done before. Mm. There's no reason they have to stick in this little particular area that all their shows mm. are. Yes, the characters are recognizable, but it's a huge franchise. You can make new mm. characters. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a bit like it's like anything with a prequel. You know, you can do little Easter eggs and stuff, but you've always kind of got a a problem going forward. Of you've got a limit of where you can push it. Um, but no, it's going to be interesting to see how all this comes together. But um, so there we go. That is this week's episode. We'll be back next week with um another one where we'll be talking through all the bits and pieces of the news of the week. I'm talking a bit more about Andor, um, She Hulk. I'm trying to think what else we got next week. I think that oh Supernatural. I think that's a new the new National Geographic one dropping next week. Yeah, uh, not to be uh not to be confused with the long running uh CW yeah. show Supernatural. Yeah. My wife enjoyed watching. Um, on that note, guys, thank you very much. We shall see you guys soon. Laters. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I shall see you guys in another video. Laters.